Today's Avos Maseches Yavamos Daf Pei Base, continuing to analyze the debate of Rabbi Yochanan and Mishlakesh regarding Truma Bismanazed, the status of the gifts given to the Kohen during the time when there is no temple standing in Jerusalem. We learn a proof from Rabbi Yochanan who held that Truma actually is on a Torah level even without a temple. Therefore, a Kohen, he argued, of course, with. Rishakesh, who we mentioned yesterday, held that it's only rabbinic. The androgynous Kohen that we've been discussing, this Kohen who's a hermaphrodite Kohen, and he gets married to this woman, she's allowed to eat truma, and according to Yochanan, she's also allowed to eat the breast and the thigh of the peace offerings of the Korbanei Shalmim. A proof is brought from a Braita at the top of Amud Beis on Arda from Seder Olam, says the Braita, Asher Yeshua Votecha Vigirishta. These two mentions of the idea of inheritance, that the fathers will our forefathers will inherit, and they will inherit. What's the idea? The interpretation is, Yerusha there was a time in Jewish history where we had to sanctify the land. That was first when Yoshua bin Nun comes into the land after the Jewish people traveled for 40 years in the desert, the first time entering, and they sanctified the land. That came when Ezra came back to the land of Israel. Since it mentions the word Yerusha twice, the third time around when we rebuild the temple, we will not require a re-sanctification of the land of Israel. What this means is that after the period of Shivat Zion, in the days of Ezra returning to the land of Israel, also known as Kedusha Shnia, there was no longer a need to have an additional sanctification in the future. Kedusha Shnia, This idea, the second sanctification of the land of Israel, is for eternity. Therefore we agree that Kedusha Rishonah, the first time when Yeshua bin Nun came in, Joshua came in, the Jewish people, that was lost when the first exile occurred with the destruction of the first temple and the Babylonian exile. Well, the question is about the Kedusha Shnia, the second Kedusha. So the Rambam and the Ravid in their discussion in the Halacha and others held this Kedusha Shnia remains in place. Kichel Lavo, it's for eternity. Therefore, the mitzvot, it's these mitzvot that we have to perform that are connected to the land of Israel, Truma, Master, and so on and so forth, return a to a Doraita to return to a Torah level status. While Tosfot argues and says the opinion that Kedushat Ezra, when Ezra came back, that was actually uprooted at that time when the temple was destroyed, and therefore the mitzvah Tulia Ba'aretz are Midrabanan. It wasn't an eternal sanctification land. We will require another one in the future. Therefore, there's a difference here in the Rishonim. Hold on, everyone. The Torah repeatedly teaches us about the holiness of the land of Israel from my Bar Mitzvah Parsha, just to, just to name one. Tamid and Hashem Hashem's eyes are constantly focused on the land of Israel more than any other land. It is a sanctified land. We know from a few places the nation the, the, the nation that the land of Israel the notion rather, the land of Israel cannot tolerate idolatry and sin. It will spit out its inhabitants. Therefore, what is Tosav meaning when he's saying aspects no longer apply or even the Rambam that said that the Kedusha Shnia, this re-sanctification in the days of Ezra was only in some places that the that the people who made Aliyah with Ezra resettled only in those places, but the other places in Israel, they still remained in their status from the destruction of the first temple. Furthermore, I saw in a piece from Ramatan Glidai, strengthens this from a Mishnah in Maseches Kalim, Perak Alf Mishnah Vav, and it says, Eretz Yisrael Mikudesh and Mikol so the land of Israel is holy and sanctified above all other lands. This is not time history dependent, it's simply a point in fact. So some Achronim, some later commentaries said, to take a closer look, that Mishnah, which does not say that the land of Israel has the practice of Truma, Amasar, and Orlan, Kilayim, and all these different mitzvot requirements that the Torah has on the land, on the produce of the land of Israel, but rather, coming from the land of Israel, we have these various fruits and produce and two breads for Shavuot and so on. The requirement of mitzvot, mitzvot that are tied to the land does not impact the land of Israel on a metaphysical plane. These mitzvot are on a person who's living in the land of Israel. The Torah requires when you do, when you live, 
then the things that you produce, things that grow from the land of Israel, you have to separate. Therefore, only produce that grows in Eretz Yisrael in the land of Israel is holy enough to be connected to the temple to the exclusion of produce grown outside the land of Israel. Therefore, yes, the land of Israel is true and every particle of the land, every piece of dirt in the land of Israel, at all times, every piece of sand, for all of history, regardless of Jewish settlement, there are the population size. So that so, so too, the living in Eretz Yisrael, the mitzvah of Yishuv Arts is applicable at all times in all locations in the land of Israel. The mitzvah of Tuliyah Ba'aretz have other criteria, such as where Jews are settling, living, which could mean that if Israel conquered an adjacent country, not part of biblical Israel, then the requirement of Chivar Truman Amasra would be applied there. So may we be Zoha, may we merit, based on all this we said, to connect deeply to this holiness in the land of Israel, the land itself, and grab the special mitzvah opportunities that only a Jew in Eretz Israel is able to achieve.